Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number four. Now, before we go any further, I'm going to start with a little confession. Now, it was about this time last year, I thought, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to invite all these people on and we're going to talk about geeky things and it's going to be amazing and that'll be great. And then I, I approached uh, Paul Gannon. Uh, who used to own the Geekatorium name and used to run nights under the Geekatorium, uh, as I discussed with Rob Deb last week, and it hadn't been used. So I said, can I use the name to do the podcast? And he went, certainly, there you go. And we did this whole thing. We had all these plans in place about what we were going to do. And 2017 was when I'm going to start doing all these podcasts and interviews and stuff. And then it would be amazing. And we'd release them. And then life found a way. Uh, it got in the way. Uh, life got in the way. I pre-recorded a whole bunch of podcasts, but then I got really, really busy with loads of other stuff, which meant this kind of got put on the back burner, which meant loads of podcasts. I got about, I say loads, probably about four or five podcasts got recorded last year and then nothing happened. So then flash forward now, I was like, right, I just need to get this done. I need to get this started. And I have. Now we're, now we're four podcasts in and it's brilliant. And this is one of them that was recorded uh, last year and you can tell because there's a few things we talk about where we're like we're looking forward to this and looking forward to that and it's like these things have already come out and it'd be interesting to now sit down again uh, and discuss these things in hindsight but it's interesting sort of seeing what our thought processes were moving forward at this time uh, this one uh, in particular was recorded with Matt Blair who's a really really good friend of mine I've known him for a couple of years now uh, he's a musician he's a comedian uh, he's the other half of the acoustic stu- stadium rock band uh, Ray Guns Look Real Enough if you've never seen them they're absolutely amazing they can make a tiny pub feel like stadium rock they're absolutely phenomenal uh, if you want to go check them out uh, pop onto the website I'll give you all the links to like all their the social media and all that stuff uh, in the show description so you can check it out there. Matt is also a co-founder of a musical comedy night in London called the Distraction Club. Uh, I totally recommend it. They've always got amazing, amazing acts performing there. And this month, on the 6th of March, they actually have a really amazing act on. Uh, Matt Blair's dad, Lionel Blair, will be there. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, please do. Again, I will put a link to everything in the show description, so please check that out. Matt also does one other thing. You've heard me plug this on the last shows. He has a, a YouTube show, which he calls Popcorn and Wine, where he sits down with a different comedian and discusses like their favorite movie or movies or whatever and drinks wine and popcorn. But they don't drink popcorn. That'd be weird. We don't even eat the popcorn. It's just there for display. It's really good fun. I enjoyed doing it myself. And he, he's going to be releasing his season finale because he's gone for the whole British series of six episodes thing as opposed to the American 24 seasons. Uh, so he's going to be releasing the series finale uh, this week as well. So please go check that out on YouTube. It's absolutely fantastic. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, as I mentioned earlier, I spoke to Paul Gannon who gave me the Geekatorium name to use for his podcast. Go check out his other podcast he does. It's called The Cheap Show. It's him and Eli Silverman. It's absolutely fantastic. You'll go really, really enjoy that. But And for me, uh, if you've enjoyed sort of listening to me or if you've seen me live before and you want to see me again, uh, pop onto my website. You can see my live dates. But I'm really excited because it's March now. And I get to go back home up to Scotland, uh, which is awesome because it's the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. And I love the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. It's a brilliant time. What, and I'm going to be doing both my panel show, uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars, 
and my solo show, I'm a Fan, at the Yes Bar uh, on the 24th and 25th of March. You can get details on my website or on the Glasgow International Comedy website, so go check them out there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please hit subscribe so you can get the latest podcast, the weekly podcast into your directly to your device. Uh, give it a share. Tell people that you're listening to it. And please leave a review because this is what will drive more people to come and listen to it if it is reviews. And if you've really enjoyed it and you want to help me out, you could buy me a coffee. I mean, I'm a coffee nut. I love coffee. I've got my own manual grinder and everything. But if you pop onto coffee.com, that's K-O-F-I dot com forward slash Rick Carranza, you can buy me a coffee. And any money that you, any coffees that you buy me will go back into, into the show. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. There we go, we're recording now. Um, but this background noise, that'll be fine. It's fine. Uh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how we fix superhero exactly. movies in post. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me... This song, can you talk about it now? Yeah, I can talk about it now. I mean, it's going to be dated, like, within a few weeks. Yeah, to be honest with you, like, I'm, what's, I'm, this is the third one I've recorded. When am I going to release them? Uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. hope, hopefully, like, May or June will be released. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what order I'm going to release them in. I'm, I'm, like, I'm recording them in sort of, like, one, two, three, and I'm thinking, maybe this one will go first, and this one will go second, and this one will go third. Well, I mean, I always, because I, if I get the song out in time, because yeah. uh, it's, it's about Logan. Okay. Uh, and... What I did last time, I wrote a song about Star Wars Force Awakens, mm. and that ended up because I wrote the song within like a week of like you know uh, seeing the film, and I'd seen it a couple of times. Yeah. And it was just like I had all these good ideas. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, when it came to actually recording it, it certainly wasn't in time for the hype that was going on with the Force Awakens. By the time I'd finished the recording, it was kind of like oh. <laughs> I've kind of missed that, kind of missed that boat. Oh. Uh, so I was just like, ah, but the Blu-ray release. Ah, so, yes. <laughs> yes. You can, and then there'll be the re-release because it's a Star Wars movie, yes, so it's going to yes. have legs. And man, I did for end years. up buying it twice. Oh, I had to get it in 3D. I know they're trying to phase out 3D now, but I, I do, do you know enjoy what? it. I right? enjoy it. My, my gut. Oh, yeah. Very quickly, um, we're, in, we're recording this in the National Theatre, so there's a little bit of background noise. Now people, we can listen into other people's conversations because this mic is really good. No, we can't. Okay. <laughs> this, this will be used as evidence one day. It will be, yeah. When they find our bodies at the bottom, <laughs> of, the, bottom of the Thames, <laughs> this, will be how, this will be the moment if they realise it all went wrong. Um, no, I... My girlfriend's uh, dad. Yeah. Uh, he last year he bought like a big 4K TV. Yes. And a 3D Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. And he didn't buy any 3D Blu-rays. The, the TV upscale 3D movies stuff. Like it was okay. Mm. But then he bought Star Trek Beyond. Yes. In 3D. And I watched it, and I went, "Oh, that's why you buy this." Yes, oh. exactly. <laughs> See, and I did think that with Force Awakens, I was like, actually, this was really worth getting in 3D. Mm. Mm. My favorite uh, 3D movie, though. The best one to really sort of showcase what it can do is Tron Legacy. Oh, that would that be in three D because it looks it's, it genuinely looks like you're looking through a window into oh. this bizarre world. It's great. What did you make of Tron Legacy? I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. I thought as a follow up to what Tron was, I thought it was just it yeah. follows and you know I we love sci fi, yes. but when you love something, you also notice its flaws. And the thing with sci fi is that. And this is how I've described it in, in like jokes that I wrote years mm. ago, but it was mainly to do with they're clever, they're a little bit stupid as well, and they're very, very pretty. Yes. Not the same as wanting to watch Katie Price do a Sudoku puzzle, <laughs> but, but 
but also the other thing that a lot of sci-fi films are, which I think people they 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 forget on purpose, is that they're a little bit boring sometimes. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So and that's what *Tron Legacy* was. <laughs> it was a little bit boring, but the action was great. It was very yeah, pretty. Yeah. It was stupid, but it was kind of clever. No, it was all of yeah. those things. That's the thing. Is like I. I I'm more science fiction than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I, can, I will fully admit there are episodes of Star Trek where I'm just going, oh God, nothing's happening. Nothing's yeah. happening. Yeah. But I still love it because. And really stupid things happen. <laughs> yes, like they, like they go to warp 10 and they turn into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, into yeah, exactly. Yeah, they turn into those weird creatures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's like, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode now, but the data wearing the, that Aztec mask. Oh like God, that masks. whole yeah, oh. that, that whole affair, and Riker devolving into an ape, and oh. that weird Klingon creature. That was really bad. Like you know, there's some yeah, but then they do the awesome episodes like Riker and his old commanding officer and the pe- uh, the Pegasus. When yes, the, the, the yeah. ship uh, had the yeah. the stealth cloak, uh, the multi-phaser cloak. The, the, the finale for Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what it was. That was, that was the <laughs> yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought it all back. Call back. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still looked like it was filmed like. Twenty years later, I know, right? <laughs> it was like Riker, you're not fitting into that suit anymore, are you? That onesie is a bit stretched. Um, so, right, so you've got written this song about Logan. Yes, yeah, so I wrote the song about Logan, and it's again, it's more of a thank you to Hugh Jackman. But mm-hmm. so, and I'll, I'll get it out before the, at least by the Blu-ray release and the black and white release, which well, they're, they're okay. talking about doing the black and white version of it. You see, everyone's jumping on the Mad Max uh, bandwagon yeah. there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, he's, he, I, I listened to a, a podcast uh, similar to this one, listening to James Mangold talking about it, and yeah. it was, he was like, I haven't spoken to Fox Home Entertainment about it yet, but I'm going to get on it as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> so, you know, maybe by then it will have been announced. Yeah. yeah. I haven't still, I'll admit it, still haven't seen it. Yeah, um, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you should. So, I know, I know I should. You I should. Really, the last movie I went to see was Lego Batman. So. See, I haven't seen that yet. Ah. I do really want to see that. Did you like the Lego movie? I loved the Lego movie. Yeah, everyone loves Lego Very movie. clever and very sweet. It Full was, of heart. Yeah, 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 it was great. Lego, Man, Lego Batman's great. Mm-hmm. It just lacks the heart that the Lego movie had. I guess, I mean, obviously I don't know, but I guess they can't go into that, that father-son relationship yes. thing that they had was... A, came from nowhere exactly yeah and that's sort of what gave it that emotional kick was mm. really this was all about resolving an issue with your father like, exactly that was yeah. a really so cool it, thing it kind of likes that a little bit but it is so much fun yeah and if you're a Batman fan if you know yeah. you're Batman all the in-jokes you'll understand yeah, there's a there's they have like I, I'm not giving away too much by saying this but mm. they, they've got every single Batmobile in there Good, um, including ones from like the 1950s comics. And stuff oh wow! Like that. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, they've got pretty much every every connotation of every bat 1960s bat thing that they had. So they yeah. the, the you know uh, all the bat copter and the bat stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So got Shark repellent spray. Yeah, they must, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah so that. good. Uh, that that makes, come on, you got to. That <laughs> makes a there's a very good joke surrounding good. that. Okay, and then good. of course it's got like all the little references and stuff like that where they, they it's very self referential. It knows about the other movies. It knows mm. about all the stuff and it's really 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 well done. So yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy. Well, it. I mean that is obviously that still falls into kids entertainment yes. region so, yes. which is fine you know that's why like the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing is good at keeping the balance of family but plenty for the grown ups and the kids just like to watch things blow up definitely the Logan movie is very much a grown up film right like, okay. very grown up like no. really violent Okay. Okay. Really, really. But that's what it should be. Well, yeah. It's not supposed. To, if you read, the, you obviously you've read the comic. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Comics. 
it is, yeah, it is gore. It, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing that bothered me about the, well, the first, the three X-Men movies that came out, mm. where he'd stabbed so many people and there was just no blood. Yeah, yeah, that no, was it. No blood um, at all. On his claws, there should be, but it's the first X-Men movie. He had him killing people, yeah, but there's yeah. no blood. Yeah. There's a, well, there's a, the, the, what, the one that always stood out for me was in X2, when he stabs the guy in the refrigerator. Yes. And there's just no blood whatsoever. I know, you're thinking, that's like, a, it's a clean kill. And you're seeing the claws, like, he's, and he's still got them out, and he's looking all... Uh, and you're like, <laughs> there's nothing on there. Have you seen the, um, the pictures comparing Hugh Jackman from when he first did X-Men mm. to yeah. now? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, wow. Because he wasn't even... He was, he was like a last minute casting very, like, very last yeah. minute yes. that, that's referenced in my song oh really it's, yeah because yeah. it was supposed to be do Grey Scott that's right yeah yeah god I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad it was well I, I don't know well, who knows what it would have been because mm. he may have been brilliant we true, don't know true although the, the fact of the matter is we don't really see do Grey Scott around anymore <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like a rumour he was going to be like James Bond at some point as well yeah like, you think yourself the thing that really like hit me and I was like oh Oh, do grey, do grey. Was when I saw him as this small part in Doctor Who, oh. and it was, and it wasn't a very good episode. And I was just like, "You could have been Wolverine. <laughs> you could have been Wolverine. You know, it's been a sad life where you, if you're seen in like something like that, and you go, you could have been Wolverine. <sighs> it always like whenever I see Will Smith, it's like you could have been Neo. Yeah, he could have been Neo. and David Duchovny. Yeah, he, oh my God, David, David Duchovny was going to be Neo as well. He passed on it too. I would have liked to see David Duchovny as Neo. Wasn't it Brad Pitt too? Was it Brad Pitt? Uh, I'm sure it was something. It was some Will Smith and David Duchovny. They all passed on it, and then Keanu Reeves was the sort of last choice. But then, to be fair, with that part, you needed someone who was nobody, as yeah. in like, like someone someone who didn't have their, a big personality behind them, someone who was just played it. Yeah, well, and also like. When you think about who looks like a computer nerd, the way they made him look, he looked like a computer exactly. nerd. Duchovny uh, maybe could get away with that, but he probably would be too... He's, he's a bit dull in his delivery, I guess. He's the problem with Duchovny as well is that he would have had the, the hangover of like uh, the X-Files yes. sort of hanging over him. Because the X-Files was still oh, yeah, going at that point. the truth is out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Matrix yeah. is the truth. So, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I thought Keanu Reeves was probably the best choice, but considering... I, 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 Keanu Reeves is an interesting one. I, lo- I love mm. and I, I love and I hate him. Yeah, well, I was going to say he wouldn't have been my first choice if someone was to tell me about John Wick. Yeah, and give me the like synopsis Aye. and go like, who do you reckon should I? I would not go to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> there's pretty much no movies where I go. Do you know who'd suit this? Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> but John Wick is brilliant. But I've not seen it. You again. should see that. That is, it's, I it's feel, the action I feel film like, rebooted. It's brilliant. I just feel like I let down my geek credentials <laughs> when I keep turning around saying, I "Haven't seen that." Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's sort of it's weird because it sort of sets up an assassin world. Right. Like, okay. It, it's its own universe. Oh, okay. They have okay. sort of approached it from. Like it's a, like a comic book movie where there was no comic book, right? Like Robocop in some ways. Yeah. Like Robocop yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a comic book yes, movie, but yes, it wasn't yeah, yeah. a comic book. Yeah. Oh, Robocop. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have to. Ch- I will check it out. I know I've got a DVD of it somewhere. So. I oh yeah. No. Well, I think out. it's on the streaming sites. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you'll Which find it. no one does. Um, no, no, no. The, the legal ones. Oh, the legal like, ones. Like, yeah. like Netflix and Now TV oh, and all of that. I don't know for the advertising, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can stream John Wick on one of those things. I'm pretty sure. Fantastic. Oh, don't so. worry about advertising this. They'll pay me eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say is? So we've already in the first few minutes that we've covered like a lot of movies and. Yeah. But what would you say is your core 
passion. Like, so like for me, when I was growing up, like Star Trek was my thing. Yeah. Um, what would you say was yours? Star Trek probably is the same for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the thing, I like to spread myself far and wide. Yes. I like all the geeky things. When you're like, a geek, though, that's what happens, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are there are some that are just like, no, this is this is mine. <laughs> don't tell me about other things. I don't want, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just, I like everything escapism yes. I'm more into the sci-fi than the fantasy the Lord of the Rings stuff and I don't watch Game of Thrones <laughs> I, I, don't, I think you just started I didn't just started yeah, have you so seen my tweets about yeah, it I have, yeah, 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 yeah. the only thing I can sort of concentrate on is that Sean Bean is still alive yeah, right now That's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I already know what happens in that scenario yeah. I know lots of things regarding everything I don't Bar, that bar, barring the promotional material, I've known nothing about it. I haven't followed it. I know, okay. I know something about a red wedding happens at some point, yes. and that's about it. Yeah, but that's it. I don't know anything. So I'm good watching. theme tune. Yes, love <laughs> it. Good, yeah, good, good Ooh. intro credits. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. So anyway, so you were saying you're really yeah, more into sci-fi. Oh uh, yeah, more into sci-fi than anything else. And I, I did grow up playing the toys of Star Wars, but that was because I hadn't discovered Star Trek yet. Ah, and okay. I remember uh, my brother renting. The, the videos of the original series and watching them and I'd sort of like sneak down and watch them like late at night and <laughs> I sort of I, and my thing I mean I did like the original series but it was Next Generation that was yes. my that was yeah, my thing yeah, yeah. Card is my captain yep uh, that everything about that was just it was fun and it was the thing when you're a kid you love it and it's fun again it's like it's crazy people in rubber suits and all that yeah, you yeah. love that stuff when you're a of kid of course yeah yeah and then when you grow up, you get it still. So that's the thing. It's, it doesn't. You don't outgrow it. In fa- and no. if anything, you grow more into it because you understand where it's coming I from. I think more. you start picking up on sort of underlying themes and stuff like that that mm. you probably didn't pick up as a kid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And I, there's different episodes. Like I remember when I was a kid, my favorite episode was anything that basically involved the Borg. Oh um, yes, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. I didn't put much thought into what the Borg were and what they did yeah. and stuff like that. But they're as scary. A, they're scary as hell. But I loved the idea of this alien race and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then like when the, the the best of both worlds two-parter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And the, yeah, a year to wait for that yeah, that resolution. I know, right? You wouldn't have it the Netflix generation now. Oh god. But as I've grown up, it's not like uh, I Hugh was my favorite episode when I was growing oh, yeah. up. I loved that episode. But as I've grown up, I've actually there's different episodes now that I'm enjoying a lot more for different reasons. Like Inner Light, I think is one of the most beautiful episodes yes. ever written yes. of TV. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah just, absolutely. It's just beautifully done. Um, date, uh, not Data's Day. Um, Data's daughter. Data's daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that that, that broke me. That episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like Jurassic Park. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Don't, <laughs> why did you bring up Jurassic Park, man? Because it made me feel the same feels. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that episode of Futurama just hits me every single yeah. That one, have you seen? And then they did it again. Um, not with his. Um, uh, they, they managed to. When Nibbler they, 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 they dream, in his dream, in his mother's dream. Oh, yeah. And it was again, it was like, oh, how yeah. can you do this again? It's like, and you realize his parents, because you, you, when you watch Futurama, you thought his parents didn't care about him. But and it turns really out did. they loved him so yeah. much. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. luck of the Friarish as well. That was, yeah. the, oh. you know, when it turns out he thinks his brother stole his name when actually he named his son after yeah. him. It's like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, Data's daughter did that. Yeah. Not now, now does that for me. When I watched it, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's okay, it's fine." It's like, I was, I was interested in sort of like the, the shallower aspects of how cool yeah. it was. But as, as I've grown up, I'm wondering if you're the same. Like, do you think that maybe there's a deep? You get I think, the- yeah, I think because 
you don't yeah you definitely don't feel the emotional stuff like like when you first watch E.T. when you were a kid yeah. you didn't get hit with that emotion and you're all sort of going why is mum and dad crying why is everyone <laughs> around in like yeah, falling yeah. out and then as you get older you obviously I think you do get hit by those things a little bit more yeah, yeah. Uh, whether you want it or not and that's the frustrating thing like, <laughs> yes. again like watching all of those things Data's Daughter I think the first time I watched it I think oh this is just a very good episode but then when I saw it like couple of years down the line when I've been weathered a bit more yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're a bit more jaded and you're a little bit more yeah yeah, yeah. and suddenly it's like that whole like oh yeah simpler time. and the thing that breaks me the most about that episode is because he's totally fine yes that's the thing that hurts oh god yeah everyone else is like broken uh, and it's like everyone's feeling all the emotion for him but he, he just can't but yeah. at the same time he's kind of okay with that and that's that, that, that whole thing is just the it's that whole bit at the end where he's like, everyone's like, she's gone, she's gone, and she's like, she's not, yes. she's in here, and everyone's like, what? And he's like, no, I've literally put her. Uh, yeah, I've downloaded her. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, you've just destroyed that negative, that emotion feeling, well done, Data. There's <laughs> a lot of that in sci-fi as well, where something impactful is sort of taken away like that. Yeah. You know? But that's why we love it. Cause, so know. what do you think, so Next Generation's your, that was the one that, that was, you grew up Yeah, and then and the Deep Space Nine and Voyager so what and all of that. I loved, I loved all of those. I even liked Enterprise. I even liked the theme tune to Enterprise. Oh, no, no, now you're getting <laughs> controversial territory here, right? I've performed that song live. Oh, <laughs> you've done that live. Yeah, How did that go because down? Because it pleased me. Uh, it uh, went down fine. Because I was doing it as a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I... I, I quite like it. It's just funny because it's so cheesy, and I love cheesy. It really things. is though. It's like yeah. it's like it was like it was written by Bon Jovi, performed by Brian Adams. He's an opera singer, the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy who sings it is Russell Watson, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an opera singer. It's so. <laughs> and then they changed it because obviously it got such a backlash. Yeah. It? Well, they made it faster. Yes. They made it faster, and then you have the theme that it's weird because they've got like a very Star Trek themey theme they at do. the very end credits yeah so you're just like why didn't you just use that for the beginning yeah do but it the other way around yeah I was yeah this is the thing I don't think it was maybe suitable as a Star Trek theme I see what they were trying to do like I this, but I like what they were trying to do in that first couple of seasons when it's not like the other I think that's what a lot of people got annoyed with because it's because it wasn't like a yeah. normal Star Trek series yeah yeah absolutely. like the episode where the I can't, uh, what are their names where the two guys get trapped in a shuttle oh god yeah yeah and um, I really like that and it's just like because it was very like a couple of American astronauts like yes. they're, they're doing something well, for the first time keeping warm by having whiskey and all of that that's what I enjoyed I, I've got a love-hate relationship with uh, Enterprise and, and with Voyager as well so mm. like Voyager I think is like a, was a massive missed opportunity I think there was so mm. much they could have done with it oh yeah true. and I think Enterprise was the same thing it was so desperate to try and be I think it was so desperate to try and not be Voyager and yeah. try and be like this yeah and it, it, it suffered a little bit but there was some I think the last two, like the whole Zindi War thing I didn't it, sit with what, me I it, think no I quite like the Zindi War I didn't like excuse me uh, I didn't like uh the World War Two thing because I think mm. Star Trek has done World War Two to death. Yeah, it has. Yes. And like when it when they did the Herogen thing in Voyager, it was just like, oh god, more World War Two. And then yeah. they did it in Enterprise. Like we've done this. The best thing that um, one of my favourite parts of Enterprise um, was definitely. Oh, what was the one again? Um, it's the, the Mirror Universe stuff. 
I oh, really, yeah. Yeah, really that was great. The, really yeah, the, that, yeah, the Terran Empire. Yeah, and all yeah. Because yeah. it was great to sort of bring... Because it was great doing it again in Deep Space Nine where you had the crossover of, like, yeah. this is the consequences of what's happened since Yeah, Spock. and it yeah, followed Spock. Yeah. That was a really nice... Which is really yeah. cool. But then it was really cool on Enterprise where they went back and went, oh, no, this is how it really was before that happened. Yeah. This is how dark and horrible it was. Yeah, and I and really, really enjoyed the torturing that. the aliens yeah. and all of that was, like, really vicious. Just, and, yes. Yeah, I did think the last couple of seasons, it was... It got cancelled before it got really good. It started getting really good. Yeah. It started getting good, and yeah. then they cancelled it. But and then that last episode was so disappointing. Oh, it was just so bad. It just, it was. It, it's like the end of this at Dallas. It's all a dream. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. Was I didn't, Was the whole series supposed to have been a holiday? I just thought it was that last. I think it was bit. just that last bit. Yeah. Which because I was like, oh, that was the episode I loved. Catwalk, uh, the Catwalk. one where they all, they're all, they had to go through the nebula. Right, um, but they don't have struck the the ship can't handle like people can't live in the ship. The only places that has like the bulkheads are thick enough for them are in the warp nacelles. So they have, all the crew hide in the warp yes. nacelles, and it's really cool because then it shows you that the technology is not advanced enough yeah. for them to really be where they are. Yeah, they're, they're having to hunker down and they're watching old movies and sort of getting on as a crew. You and know. it's the one where the doctor goes a bit insane, isn't it? Yeah, the doctor goes a bit mad because he's claustrophobic. Yeah, um, and he thinks he's talking to Tapol the whole time. And yeah. She's actually been in stasis as well. Exactly, that's it. Yeah. So that's really really cool. I absolutely really enjoyed that one. So there was some cool stuff they did about it where I was like, what's it like? Because like, next generation, it was kind of like, oh, we're at the forefront of technology. Yeah. How do we fix this? What's been the mouth? Well, the techno babble became the, the, yeah, the thing yeah, that they yeah. became known for. And even Voyager, where they could have done that, they could have done what they did in Enterprise. They didn't. They, they could have done it in Voyager, but they didn't to yeah. a degree. Um, so when they did it in Enterprise, where they just stripped it back and gone. They don't know how to use it. They're scared of the transporter, yeah. um, you know, and stuff like that. The the thing that I think, well, the, where Voyager to me suffered the most. I mean, obviously, I had the techno babble thing because mm. it, it started to feel like a point where they didn't know how to write sci-fi and drama at the same time. Yeah, it, it came it became a bit, and then it became the Janeway Doctor and uh, Seven of Nine show. Where it was yes. just every episode was the three of them. Yes. Like when it started, it was more or less two Vok Chakote and yeah, them yeah. trying to, you know, work around each other and then occasionally Neelix. But then it became that trinity of those three and it was all the time. It was just about Seven or the Doctor yes, or yeah, you know, yeah. Janeway. And everyone else was just like a featured extra. I know. It was, it was very much like Janeway trying to teach those two how to be human like, yeah. the entire time. And it was like, yeah, yeah there was. There was so much cool stuff that could have been done. I was saying this to Ria, uh, to Ria um, like my favorite, again, when I say it was a missed opportunity, when I looked at it, there was two things that, two episodes, two arcs mm. that for me should have been the entire series. Year of Hell. Yes. With the Krenum Time Vessel. That was only like two episodes. Yeah, so the Krenum Time Vessel episodes was brilliant. Mm. I mean, you saw Voyager just get ripped to shreds and like bulkheads collapsing and they couldn't actually yeah. look after the ship. And the other one is Equinox, uh, where they come across the other, the, the USS Equinox, which had also oh, been trying yeah. and they were the Starfleet vessel that made all the different choices to Janeway. Yeah, so yes, again, it was like a mirror episode without it being a mirror episode. So, like for me, it's like yeah. I, when I look at Voyager, it's like, I wish I'd seen Voyager make more, I wish I'd seen Janeway being forced to make more. So, what I felt like was like she would be put, like, you have to make this choice, and she'd go, no, I'm gonna do it the Starfleet way, and then invariably yeah. the Starfleet way would work, and you'd be like, but I don't want to see the Starfleet way work, I wanna see. Yeah, you, well, sometimes you did see things like that because, like, there was the really cool episodes with uh, Brad Dourif um, mm -hmm. 
in the if that was in the first season with the, the the ending with the Kazon. What was his yes. name? The Rad Dourif character. Um, the the uh, criminal who is insane and he murdered oh, someone. Oh 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 yeah. Um, oh he was yeah yeah yeah. He yeah. was the voice of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant. He was um, oh god what was his name? This is, this is how little I watch Voyager. Because uh, he, he was the guy who worked with uh, Tuvok and he became like really zen. Yeah, well, he, yeah, because he was basically put in uh, the debris the, the because he did murder someone. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but he was trying to meditate and calm himself down because he was raging. Yeah. Uh, but that was really cool because, yeah, it had this. It was yeah, a, you had, they had a psycho on board the ship and they had yeah. to try and accommodate that. And no, and then they, then they used him. Yeah. Like he was the reason, like, and he sacrificed himself. Like that was a really cool thing because, again, that's not playing by the rules. They, exactly, yeah. You know, but. Because there was that time, wasn't it? That, that was the other episode where they were trying to figure out, like, what do we do with this murderer? Because we can't keep him on the ship. Should we kill him? <laughs> yes. Or do we do the Starfleet thing and, like, we're just take him back and then eventually put him on trial? So yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to end up in New Zealand. Because <laughs> apparently in the future, New Zealand is the penal co- colony of the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did that happen? I, actually, yeah, that is a bit weird. How? In, like, I, I think they were like so guilty about maybe making Australia the penal policy. They went, "Where's the nearest place to Australia? Ah, New Zealand. We'll go yeah, to New we'll Zealand." Do that. Was I actually? There was in a film the other day where the, um, what was it Johnny English? Yeah. Where the the, the the thing was to turn Britain into one giant prison. For that the world. was right. That yeah, was the yeah, end yeah. game. Yeah. See, that would have been more appropriate in this day. <laughs> we're getting there. If we're getting there. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's not talk politics on no. this because that, is, that right. is that is what a, a time to be self-employed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two hundred forty pound a year. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've just made that decision. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, other than like the other Star Trek stuff, like the movies. Right, yes, yeah, let's get like, into the movies here because yeah. I followed the reboot like with intense attention. Did you read the prequel comic yes. before you did? The Nero okay. comic. No, not the Nero one, the, the Countdown. Countdown. Did you yeah. read that? Yeah, yeah, I did read okay, that. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, what is your opinion on those reboots? Come on then. Uh, I, I like them. Um, I like the fact that they're aware it's a reboot. Like the characters are aware it's a reboot, and I think that's clever. Yes. Because it's and it is. I mean, the, the writers explained it. It's the Back to the Future thinking. Like you've got the original timeline, and we're on a different well, that's one. Why I'm, I'm so a, nothing's changed. Yeah. It does also mean that Enterprise is now the only series that exists in both. Until both. Discovery comes out. Yeah. Until Discovery, Discovery is set before Kelvin. Yeah, yeah, the Kelvin incident. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so you you enjoy the yeah the I do. Uh, I uh, Into Darkness has become less enjoyable each watching, it which is, is a difficult. shame. Which is a shame because Cumberbatch is great in it. Y- yeah, no, no. It's there's no denying that the acting in that movie mm. and it cut across the board. It's top notch. It's brilliant. Yeah, but the script is so bad mm. and the direction is so. Tell yeah. me what you think of this, because this is this was an idea I had okay. that I think because this is what my theory was going to be. I thought, mm. no, it's not going to be calm. It's yeah, not going to be calm. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I wanted it to be. And tell me what you reckon of this. Okay. If it still had been Botany Bay people, yes. right? So still the genetically engineered people, but it wasn't calm, but were king. Oh. Because he won. He looks a little bit like the guy who played the king. Oh. And what if he was doing it to, to get to save Khan? What if when they opened when they when they opened the torpedo and it you see Khan. a person inside and it was Khan inside? Oh my god. And you know what I, I mean? mean you, you could have had Ricardo Montalban there. Oh, yeah, you could I and mean, there would have been a whole story of No recasting him, none oh of that. Oh my god. Because for some reason, even though I know he was was of like Mongolian descent, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. cast a Mexican 
and then we got a white, white Etonian. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make playing. However, that Carnunian sings a bit. That would have been. You see, that would have been more fun, and it also would have been a different story. It but, would, and, but it wouldn't have changed a lot in the film. No. But for Star Trek fans, it would have been like, okay, I can get on board this. It's a nod to Khan without yes. actually trying to remake exactly. Khan. Yeah. yeah. I That's like what that. I would have. I would have done that. That would That's where I think they, they went wrong. Yeah, it, it, it was a shame. There were some nice set pieces in it, mm -hmm. and there was some nice stuff in it. Yeah, the flying um, through space bits, through the debris. Was I love Scotty through most of that film. Yes. Uh, he was brilliant. You know, he was a great fun. Well, there was big impact when he quit. Yeah. That was a really, like, yeah, yeah. When it, and he was just like, I accept your resignation. You're just like, oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So there was, they got pushed to the edge in that movie quite yeah. a bit. And there were some nice set pieces. I did, but you're right. Every time I watch it again and again, I keep going, just yeah. it's that noise every time you're just going okay you're gonna do this now yeah okay just... now this yeah. yeah and the whole end bit with curing death mm. it would have been better if they'd incinerated Khan like if he got like on that thing that they were flying in and if a rocket booster had gone off and burned him like yeah. at the end of Alien yeah that would have probably been better because then he'd be like okay well we don't have his blood we can't cure death but now it's like we've got him on ice now if just in case we can do whatever we like, but they'll never reference that again. But they've got a cure for, for everyone death. dying. Yeah, it's yeah, just exactly. Ridiculous. Beyond, but I really liked. Beyond, I enjoyed a lot more. I found Beyond to be more in the spirit mm -hmm. of the original series, especially yeah. the original series. And it references Enterprise, and it does. And does indeed. It does. When I saw that, I was like, "That's an NX vessel," yeah. and, like, and I was a proper NX and vessel. And the uniforms that you see in the background—they're they're, they're, yeah. they're obviously the, the evolution of. Mm. Oh, the, no, because I think it was a Warp 4 vessel, and obviously the, the Enterprise next one is yeah. Warp 5? Yes, I think, no, it was, yeah, uh, Warp 5 came, did come later. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So this was like around that time, and it all, it all fitted. And even, even the cheesy, let's use the Beastie Boys to defeat them all. It was perfect. Because if you remember the old Star Trek, as you do, they always came up with stupid solutions like that. And what I loved especially, as that was, whole bit was coming up, is that they did the overcomplicated scientific explanation, yeah. and then they did the short, like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that's Star Trek. Yeah. That is what Star Trek is. Exactly. You know? Overly complicated, but we can simplify it into the Beastie Boys. But the, I did say out loud when you when you when they were explaining the overcomplicated, you went music, music. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed Beyond. Um, I really enjoyed the first one as well, especially with reading Countdown. Yes, it gave you that backstory of, especially sort of like it. It nicely. It kind of pulled Nemesis back from. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Re-putting re data in. Like, B4, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, had B4. Oh, God, actually, that name still annoys me. It really does. <laughs> it's like, you, you just, you went to Star Wars. <laughs> but it's like, it really, it, I, it basically took like the end of Nemesis, which was awful, let's admit it. Nemesis yeah. was awful. If you want to talk about remakes. I can watch it. I can watch it. It's not great, but I can watch it. Okay. <laughs> For me, like, when I get to the, when I, right, there are very few movies that make me cry. <laughs> Most of Pixar movies, right? Mainly Up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the first ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Toy Story three. Yeah. Um, you know when they're in the incinerator and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or actually, when they're getting played with at the end as well. Oh my God! You're like, oh yeah, no, that is that, that is, is like yeah, yeah. And he says goodbye to them. Yeah. But the the first movie that ever made me cry as a kid was Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. 
Oh, really? And I'll tell you when it is. It's, you watch the whole movie, love the movie. It's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it gets to the end. So it gets to the end, and he says, uh, so I set a course, and he says, second star to the right, straight on till morning. Yeah. And it, it goes into it. And then they'll pose. No, it, it, well, yeah, there's the pose. But then it's, and then you do the da da da. And then it's all the signatures coming up. And at yeah. that point, I start welling up because it was the last one. Because it's the last time you'll see that crew have an mm. adventure together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, you saw Chekhov and Kirk in the in a generation, and Spock yeah. appeared in the Next Generation, and Sulu was in Voyager. Mm. But it's the last time you saw them together. It's the last story of them yeah. actually doing that together. And it's and it's such a great movie, such a great way to go out. But at the end of that, even now, even though I've seen <laughs> that movie hundreds of times, yeah. it still gets me. Yeah. Um, so is Nemesis tried too hard to have that yeah I think I know, I know what you mean but they didn't do anything near as impacting as that no nowhere near and then so to kill off Data as well yeah and then hint that he's going to come back it, it, it takes away from the actual killing of Data it takes away from the killing of Data um, and there was not so it didn't leave that emotional resonance because it was such a stupid thing to do mm. um, but then I, what I like I say when I read the countdown comments I was like oh no this is actually okay I can accept this Data's yeah. back They've just gone, no, he did actually survive. Uh, the card is now the Romulan ambassador. Yeah. Ambassador Romulus and stuff like that. And it was The other thing that, that bothers me about uh, Nemesis, going back to that, mm, go for it. Uh, is um, the inconsistency of when did Picard go bald? Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. <laughs> uh, in the episode Tapestry, yeah. he's got hair. He does, he does he's have got hair. hair. And that's supposedly the picture that they take of Tom, of Tom Hardy yeah. in the uniform. He's bald. It's like, but he's, he's completely bald. Yeah, and yeah. also the clone version of him is completely bald. Yeah, You're which is, like, I know. No, no, it's, that comes later. Surely. Again, another problem with uh, sci-fi, <laughs> isn't it? Kind of just get, have to accept this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, but, yeah, nemesis, man. So, okay, uh, but uh, going on to something, yes. it is, it's something not so much Star Trekky, but if we're going to be talking about more things that made us completely cry. Go on then. Recently, I was broken uh, completely, and. I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it would hit me as hard. Do you play games? Uh, are you, not as much as I used to, but yes, go on then. Did you ever play things like Ico, Last, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and things yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Last Guardian. Oh, right. Okay. So I got that before Christmas, and I, I knew it was going to be, like, you know, emotional. Mm. But it's such a good game, and you have this... I don't know if, if you know what it is, if anyone... If you're listening and you don't know what it is, it's... Uh, you're this little boy and you wake up in this big dungeon with a giant dog slash cat slash bird type griffin thing and you end up having to sort of bond with it make friends yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you know it's and it's really cute like because it does what you tell it if you get on its back and it jumps places or it like breaks things for you shoots things lightning out of its tail which is weird uh and then as the game goes on the bond grows you like it when it fights things uh, when it fights uh, like guards and stuff, mm, you have mm. to. It, it's it's too overexcited, and you have to calm it down. Oh, okay. So you have to like really yeah. stroke it, and then when it's been stabbed, you pull the spears yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can clean the blood off of his feathers. <laughs> it's really like you. It's You've got to look after this. It's thing, a yeah. giant tamagotchi. Yeah, that is exactly what this thing is. And you then later, I won't spoil the end. Okay, but like you get broken because of this bond that you've made with this creature and I was weeping I was wow. genuinely weeping it's like some sadistic bastard like turned Marley and me into a video game. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> oh god, Marley and me. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, so it's it's that kind of so you see the kind of emotion I'm going with on yeah, that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I get that. Oh my god. I, I was I think I think uh, Marley and me is like the acid test of whether you're a psychopath or not. <laughs> if you don't cry in that movie, then there is something wrong. With yeah. You. Well, for me, it's anything to do with like dogs. Yeah. Like that. Homeward Bound, the Incredible Journey. <laughs> ah, oh god, I can't. I can't. Oh, dogs go to heaven. That's oh no. my god, that film. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. Any of those. Right. On to more geeky things. Um, <laughs> Let's not. Cry. Right here. We're not Let's having go, a crying no, episode. No, there. no, no. no. The, um, my other, other than the Star Trek stuff, oh, yeah. Marvel movies. Right, okay, I let's do the yes, Let's get into this. Because um, the DC movies are rubbish. This breaks my heart constantly. It's so sad. Because, so, I love Batman. Yeah. I absolutely love Batman. And I want to love Superman, but I hate him. Because he's, he, he makes all other superheroes obsolete. Um, kind of. But he, he yeah. does. But what I love about Superman is Clark Kent, and I've always loved that. And I, I remember growing up in like the seven, I remember the seventies, eighties, and like they they rerun the seventies uh, mm. Superman movies. I loved them as a kid, yeah. and I still love them now. Even the one where the girl gets turned into the weird that robot was terrifying. Thing. Yeah, it was. that was terrifying yeah. when I was a child. Yeah, it gave I, me nightmares, and I still love it. Um, or even the one where he gets drunk and he sort of beats people up for it's a the same one. Yeah, same one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still see the yeah. same one. Yeah. I just I love it, um, and it was just so disappointing to see like what's happened to DC movies. And it's really, really because um, I actually like Man of Steel. Oh, okay. okay. I like Man of Steel. Oh, we're gonna fall it's, out now. No, no, but it's it's a terrible <laughs> Superman movie. It is a terrible Superman movie. But it's a good sci-fi movie. Okay. If okay. you take the Superman right, element okay. out of it, it's okay. actually a very good sci-fi movie. Even the bit where they get imprisoned in giant dildos. Well, yeah, that looked wid- ridiculous. Yeah, yes, no, 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 that was, yeah. But the rest of it, like, in terms of it's a first contact kind of story. Right, okay, yeah. If you look at it like that, yeah, it's not Superman. Take, take that think, out of it. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's really only called Superman once in the entire movie. Yes. Uh, the rest of it, he's just cut out, you know. And that's, to me, it works as a science fiction movie. The problem with it is that, it's, yeah, you're right, it's not a Superman movie. They, no, they, they ruined what super, Superman, like the difference between, Batman and Superman are supposed to be different. They're supposed to be, like Batman, it's, he's, he's supposed to feel the weight of responsibility that he's bringing justice to the world because of something that's so tragic that's happened to him. Whereas Superman, something's tragic happened to him, but he doesn't know, like, yeah, he's upset that he lost his whole world, but he was mm. brought up on Earth. He yeah. loves humanity, and he, he's honoured to be their yeah. guardian. Yeah. And Man of Steel, and especially Batman, Superman versus Batman, just ruined that. It's like, he did not want to be... Well, this is where they, uh, where I definitely think they went wrong. They went too fast going into the Batman v Superman thing. Oh, God, He yeah. needed his own sequel first. Yes. Because... Throughout Man of Steel, you're right, he spends the whole thing going, should I be doing this? Should I be the hero? Should I, yeah. like, you know, and by the end of it, he's like, I'm going to take a leap of faith. Yeah, I'm going to be a hero. Yeah. And then we go into Batman v Superman, and it's straight into, should I be doing this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wait, you've, you've, you've decided that. That was the last movie. So we needed something in between where he is this hero, maybe something at the end breaks him, and then at the beginning of Batman v Superman, he can be like, should I be doing this and can question it again there you go yeah that's exactly the problem like, yeah. I should be writing these films you, you know? should be so, that's it man know. we need to put a call on at DC <laughs> let's get Zack Snyder out there because he's just ruined everyone David we, Goyer he can go as well Yeah. I liked Watchmen though I, I think know. he did a good no, job right, with okay. Watchmen so, apart from the sex yeah scene, but here's but the thing the reason that works and the reason that 300 is popular even though I don't like 300 yeah, I, it's but a bit it, watchable is 
the source material was already good. Yeah. So all he had to do was make it look good on the screen. Yeah. That's and so Zack Snyder. I'm not going to deny Zack Snyder makes can make things look good. Yeah. He can yeah. visually he can make things yeah, look yeah, good. Yeah. Stylized. I'll yeah. say because uh, as well, he's a visionary director. <laughs> exactly. That's a, he's a literal visionary director. But he's not any good at character development no. or the people that you know. No. Sort of, that's the problem. But Marvel on the other. They've they've got it down. They've they've had a couple of missteps, but again, what would you say their missteps are? Um, Thor: The Dark World wasn't a good one for me. I liked the jokes in it, but I felt let down by like you've got Christopher Eccleston, who's mm. brilliant, and he's wasted in that film. Yeah, like, utterly wasted. True, true. Because yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. He's, he's utterly wasted. The other misstep, Iron Man Two. I, I, oh it's no, watchable. Iron Man Two. Bit of a mess, but it's it, Iron Man Two actually reminds me of like old eighties kids films like Short Circuit and stuff like that. It's kind of got that vibe to me. Yeah. Because again, it's again, it's it's really all about Tony's daddy issues, and that's what a lot of those old films are about. And it's funny because Civil War did Tony's family issues a yeah. lot better. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it wasn't even his movie. <laughs> but if you actually, if you look back to the first Iron Man, they're referencing his dad issues all yeah. the way back there. So really, well, it really does build to that point. But this is the thing. I think like the difference between Marvel and DC at this point. I mean, you're talking about the movies then. Mm. Is that Marvel? You can see that Marvel had a clear roadmap, and they have changed things along the way. Mm. They've pushed movies back. They've cancelled movies and brought different movies in and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. They have changed things, but they've had a clear idea. Right. So this is Iron Man's journey. He's going to he, he's going yeah. this what direction. There might be things that change over away but we're going to try and get into here yeah. and like it's yeah. obviously all building towards Infinity Wars which yes. oh my god I'm looking forward to I have a theory about that as well oh. I've got speculations about what are going to happen in that because you know they changed it from Infinity War Part 1 and two. Infinity War Part 2 now it's Infinity it's, War yeah, Part 2 we don't, know, there, we don't know what the Part 2 is yeah, yeah, it's, that's not right. called, it's not called Part 2 anymore that's it's right so my theory and I'm going to talk about this a lot more in, in, in other things too but the thing like, I think it's going to be House of M, but they can't call it House of M. Of course. But I think something's going to happen that's going to involve Scarlet Witch going knuckles at the end of Infinity War to destroy Thanos. I think so. Because that's that just, she's like, she is, as her and Vision are the most powerful yeah. superheroes. Like, yeah. that's what we established in Civil War now, yeah. is that, and it comes to it, when those two fight, yeah. The world will end. Yeah, that's that's basically it. But when you think about why House of M happens mm -hmm. uh, in the comics, and if you, if, again, if you haven't read the comics, read them. Read them. Read them. <laughs> the House of M comic is amazing. But, it really is. Uh, they can't call it House of M because it's House of Magnus, and um, that, that so that's why I think they haven't announced a title for it yet because they've got to find some way to work around. Yeah, the fact that but if you think about all the things that happen, because what she does in that in House of M, she. She creates an alternate, well, she not an alternate reality, she changes reality so yes. that everyone is living their happiest version of their yes, lives. that's right, yeah. So can you imagine, we'll have Paul Bettany looking normal, not, not, not as Vision. I reckon ah. we'll have him, you'll see him looking normal. Peter Quill, living with his family, his mother's alive and all of that on Earth, oh and he'll be doing that. Uh, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon and Tony Stark just building things together. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, it would be like Tony and Pepper, or yeah, and all of that. Yeah, You'll yeah. have all of these things. Well, that's the thing because that's, that's the thing in Civil War. It's like they didn't anything beyond. Where's Pepper? Yeah, and that's it. And it's like there's a hint something's happened, and obviously it's happened because of the because of the actions of Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, and uh, and Ultron. And Ultron, yeah. 
but she's gone. And I love that they've not actually done anything more than this has happened. And obviously later on, they're going to build up into it more. And this is really yeah, they, they, they have to. I, they, what's amazing, they, they've not left a strand untouched. Not really, no. There was, there was the, the one big thing was uh, when, when Winter Soldier came out and the big Hydra reveal came. It was just like, wait a minute, in Avengers, didn't Tony put a thing in to like, yeah. like hack their entire system and he didn't find one Hydra thing in that? And it was like, yeah, that's fair. True, that's fair, that's fair. But <laughs> other it, than that... It did make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot better. It did. Uh, I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was I okay with it. And then when Winter Soldier happened, I loved it. Yeah, then it went, yeah, because it was, it was very, it was the first Marvel thing they did. The first half of that series it was very, felt Disney. Yeah, it felt very Monsters of the Week. Yeah. yeah, this is what's happening. They got this different monster. Oh, and here's a guest star from Thor, and here's a yeah. guest star from here. And then suddenly that, that movie happened, and I had never been so excited about watching a TV show again. Is that how, yeah, how does it work? Oh my God, how's this going to affect everything? And it didn't even like shy away from it. It just went straight into the chaos. Yeah. And it was just like, it was dealing with the consequences of that in the TV show. It makes watching Winter Soldier a bit more fun as well because you know what's happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh my God. And they, oh, the thing oh, is, Bill Paxton. Oh. Bill Paxton was in it. I know, right? Yeah. See, this is the only man to be killed by an alien, a Terminator, a Predator, and Phil Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil Coulson. Oh. <laughs> it makes me like sad that Phil Coulson is alive, doing all these things behind the scenes, and the Avengers don't know. Yeah. They still it don't know. It is sad. Sif knows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lady Sif, Sif knows. She knows. <laughs> How could, she's not turning out the By the way, you, you know your mate Coulson. He said not to tell him. Yeah, that's true, yeah. He did, he yeah, said yeah. to her. Because she was like, oh, I'll tell him. And he goes, no, no, don't, don't tell him. It's amazing. It, it does, and it's, it, it adds a layer to sort of the whole thing. If you know, if you're aware of what's happening in S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Um, and you're up to date with it, and it adds a whole layer to sort of everything. And that's the thing yeah. about, that's the thing. And, then, and obviously Netflix, we've got the Defenders. Yeah, that's kind um, of why we've got Iron Fist, like, in two weeks it'll be after this but yeah yeah like, totally so, a couple of weeks I mean already and, and this is the thing I, they've, they've done a it's very much set in the same universe but mm. a very different part of it uh, yeah so a lot dirtier and a lot more um, and the storylines because it's a TV series rather than a movie they're dealing with much more personal yeah. Luke Cage for me was just the writing of Luke Cage was just I loved it and I, I was off and on with Luke Cage because okay. it, 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 to me and this is where, because like Daredevil was fantastic when oh, it first God, came it out, because yeah. that that felt like something very different. Mm. And then Jessica Jones oh, came Jessica out, Jones and then you're like, that again, it feels really different. Daredevil season two came on, and I was like, not that I, I like Arrow, but it felt like Arrow. Do you know all what? All of a sudden, it was like, I've got to save my city. It's all about saving my city. It my city. felt more like a Punisher series. Well, yeah, there was a lot of that too. But I, again, it became more superhero-y. Yes. Which is where I think the Very first two so. series of like Daredevil series one and Jessica, uh, Jones, Jessica yeah. Jones was not superhero well, that was it, yeah. And yeah. then it started to become that. And I think like Luke Cage started very different, but towards the end, it got superhero-y. Right, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. When, uh, when the diamond... Uh, is it Diamond Head? Diamond Head, yeah, yeah. yeah when, when he, he came in, it was just like, oh, okay, it's like, I've got the suit, but it was a nice reference to Hammer Tech, and yeah, that, which is yeah. all really cool. So no, I'm, I'm looking forward to Iron Fist. But then that's the thing is Marvel's got like this, like, you've got all these layers of Marvel. Mm. I can see why you like it. So you said Thor Dark World was one oh, of yeah, the yeah, steps. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the other yeah. one. Uh, Iron Man 2, yeah. and I, I like Incredible Hulk because I thought Ed Norton was very good. It's, I thought it was very good. That's the one where there's a thread where they've just kind of gone over it. They've, they've there's just, a reason. It's Universal and the rights. 
Yeah, yeah. It's Marvel and Universal. It was that's like, true. Yeah. So, so there's, that's that's why. And Ed Norton was supposed to come back for the Avengers, but it was all contractual. Not a team player, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So that's, money. Yeah. Money. Uh, maybe. I think no. To be fair, Mark Ruffalo has just owned it. Well, I, I I think I read that uh, Ed Norton uh, recommended. Yeah. Uh, Ruffalo. So. I think some, I've either heard that or it's either one of those he recommended or now says that he's the one who's yeah. the right man. But the point, yeah, he has, he's absolutely owned the whole part. Oh, yeah, he has. Um, and it's, he makes a brilliant Hulk, and especially in the Avengers Assemble, that whole bit. It's like, I never told you my secret. I'm always angry. Yeah. Boom. Oh, that was great. And, and the, they got, well, they, because they've got more Marvel control now, because I think Universal obviously were like, no, Hulk has to do this. And yes. Do that. When Marvel, and this is why DC have got it so wrong, Marvel are in control. Yes. There's no other yeah. film yes. people yeah. involved. You don't have too many cooks. That's very true, yeah. Um, I think occasionally, like, it does, you know, it ruffles feathers, hence Ed, uh, Edgar Wright having to walk out of that man and all of that. But I have to say, I, I, I was on Marvel's side when it came to that. Well, no, I, it's, it's one of those things. It's, if they want to achieve what they're trying to achieve, then yeah. you kind of have to... It is a shame, because I, I love Edgar Wright's style. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, for me, is one of the best movies. Yeah. Well, I, that's a film that, on repeat viewings, is a bit weird. Really? I, he's actually a... He's a dick. Oh, he is, yeah. Right, but it's, he, he's really, like... I remember sort of sitting with my girlfriend, going, oh, you should watch this film and all of that, and then eventually she was just like... This guy's a dick. I'm supposed to be rooting for him. Is he's he thinking, cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, it's like, no, yeah. no. Like, I'm fully aware he's a dick. <laughs> I just love the movie. <laughs> I'm not. It's I'm, fun to I'm watch. I'm not defending it's him in any way. Beautiful to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a film that would have benefited by it being 3D, but wasn't. Yeah, yeah. That would have been yeah. brilliant in 3D. But that's the thing. I love Edgar Wright's style. I love yeah. what he's done. Um, everything you know from spaced yeah. onwards is just brilliant. You can't get 12 films into a franchise and then be the director to go. No, I, my one's not going to be. That's the thing. Part of so, it. So um, mine's going to be a standalone. You're like, no. I kind of get where I was. And the thing is that when you want, I love Ant Man. Yeah, it's great. Gen- genuinely it's love great. Ant Man, and especially after. Because the thing is, up to Ant Man, everything had started getting heavier and heavier and heavier, and, and too then, big. And then Ant Man came along and went, was... "We're going to be fun again." Yeah. And it was like perfect. And the same Doctor Strange has done the same thing for me yeah. as well, where it's gone like it's gone heavier and heavier again. Civil War, and then Doctor Strange comes along and does his, and it's just yeah. brilliant, total breath of fresh air. There's but, a few bits in Doctor Strange that I, I I found the cloak bit too magic carpet from Aladdin. Yeah. A little bit, and and it spoiled moments. There's that epic fight scene with uh, Casilius. Yes. And then it turns into slapstick where he's trying to run, but the cape's pulling him the other direction. And That's it right. kind of spoiled the moment a little bit for me. Like, yeah. like no, that was that was humour in the wrong place. I don't mind the odd quip and things like that, but that Fair that enough. was an intense fight. I do like the film, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I yeah. really, really like no, the no, film. No, no, but the thing is, that's the thing about being a geek, isn't it? You can love these things. You can still but point nitpick. out their flaws. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's what we, that's what we um, do. But yeah, no, I loved Ant-Man, was, as I said. I, I, you, so when you watch Ant-Man, you can see elements of what Edgar Wright had already put in place. Uh, Some of the things that you think are Edgar Wright things were not Edgar Wright things. Really? Yeah, again, um, interviews with the directors, oh. where they said that the, the bit where Michael Pena's character's doing yeah, all of that, yeah. not Edgar Wright. Oh, because that's got, that's got him written. Like, no, that, seems that stuff like... came after, after he'd gone. Because ah, so, that seems very much Edgar Wright. Totally. Know? 
Totally. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, I love those, those bits. Yeah. I love But they're, yeah, they're brilliant. And yeah. I hope we get more of them in yeah. the next one. Yeah. Even if it's just one. Just I one. Know. That's I all know. we need. One that's just ridiculous. We don't, yeah, we don't need an over the top, like, let's every, do this joke. Every all the time. single thing. You know, because it worked really well. They only did it twice. They only yeah. did it twice. And the, the second time was brilliant because then you saw, it was Falcon. Stanley yeah, as well. Yeah, Stanley's yeah, yeah. cameo in that yeah. one as well. Which was really, really cool. Um, I love that it ends up with damn <laughs> it's, just, it's just a really, really good bit um, so okay so Marvel movies Marvel yeah uh, and right again the reason why I think like because oh no yeah so the DC movies in comparison to the Marvel yeah, movies yeah so there's not yeah because you've got Warner Brothers mm. in too much control they're the ones that are spoiling this because this is what Marvel are doing right they are making because they're basically using the same formula that they use for their comics Mm-hmm. And they're treating it a little bit like a TV series as well, because mm. they're just they're they're event episodes, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, 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 rather than you know, you can watch any of the movies by themselves, but you benefit from watching all of them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Although with Logan, again, listening to him, he's like, I did not care about continuity whatsoever. <laughs> There's no real niggles when you're watching it, but like, yeah. it's like, it's like, no. In his mind, you should just be able to watch any of these films whenever. Not you don't have to watch them in a row like episodes. But I think that's where Marvel have done it because their movies are very much like the old Marvel comics I used yes. to read. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not so much like the new ones, but definitely more like the old ones, and it's it's a nice way of doing it. Whereas DC, they're trying to, I think they're trying to be different to Marvel, yeah. which is fine. I get it, but that's not what the audience want. The audience want a comic book movie, but not. Then- they could do something different. They could, but they're just not delivered. They de- they don't have the strong enough creative team behind it. I feel to actually. I think they do. Zack Snyder. They, because, well, no, maybe not Zack Snyder, but David Ayer. Yeah. And Suicide Squad was dreadful. It was. <laughs> it was dreadful. This is the thing. I loved Fury so much because yeah. it was just like I loved like. Especially because, again, Fury was an example of like, like the you've seen Fury. I haven't seen Fury. Okay, so it's about. So you know what it's about. No. Uh, so it's a World War Two movie. Right. Um, and because it's a movie he did before hmm. Suicide Squad, it was a World War Two movie, and it's all about uh, tank battalions. And so mm-hmm. these people, who, they, uh, tanks were like crew of six. Of mm-hmm. You'd have the you'd, you'd have the commander. You'd have the people, that, and they all had their own different jobs. Right. And there's one kid who gets thrown into it because they've just lost someone. Um, and uh, he's like, he's always just been like a sort of desk clerk guy at these other wars and stuff like that. He's thrown into this and he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And it, he goes through this whole journey. Every single character goes through like sort of a journey like, of like changing and stuff like that. And at the end, and Michael Pena's in it and stuff like that. Cool. And, okay. uh, Shia LaBeouf really annoys me because I watched that and went, oh, he can act. Oh, he can. No, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I know. thought he was good in the first Transformers film. I know, but I, I want, like I want to hate him for the likes yeah. of the, the, the other Transformers movies and for Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I want to hate him for those things. But then he, would, he does stuff and you go, oh, he's, he's good. Like, he, yeah. he, he's really good. He's good. Uh, um, it's like DiCaprio. <laughs> I, watch, I watch Titanic and I go, I want to hate you. But then you did catch me if you can. Yeah, and I love you for that movie. <laughs> I wrote a song about Leo when he won his Oscar last Aww. year. You can find that on YouTube. I will find that. <laughs> we will all find that. We'll put links to it. There you go. That there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, so I, I watched Fury and I loved Fury. Mm. I wanted to love Suicide Squad. Damn, but you can't. You can't no. love it. And you know what's really depressing? What? Suicide Squad has an Oscar. I know. 
I know. I just my I had a tweet read out on Sky Movies. <laughs> but it was just like the Oscar-winning Suicide Squad starring the Oscar-winning Viola Davis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's she, look, she deserves the Oscar. Oh definitely. God, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I right. think Star Trek Beyond should have won that Oscar. Yes. Yeah, I think it should have. They created so much more. Yeah. And visually, I think Star Trek Beyond was so much better than Suicide. They managed to make Idris Elba look hideous. They did. Which is difficult to do. And even then, when he started looking good again, you're yeah. still like... Yeah. like hey, he still looks a little bit dodgy, but yeah, you still would. Yeah. Still would. Uh, Idris uh, Elba, what a beautiful man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, um, the DC and Marvel thing, yes, it yeah. needs to end in terms of the, the hate. Because it's not hating on DC. No. It's just hating on the movies. Because it's, the it's, movies it, it, aren't very good. It's hating on the decisions that the higher-ups have made yeah. about DC because DC could be so much better. I did do you, I did the um, Battle of Superhero shows right, a yeah. few times. Um, I tended to go on and defend Batman because I love Batman. Yeah. But one time, just for the laugh, I went on to defend Aquaman as okay. the greatest superhero. And so I was like, how am I going to make Aquaman the greatest superhero? What do we know about Aquaman? He talks to fish. And I was like, literally, that's, you know... But, but then king of Atlantis. But then I read more about Aquaman. Yeah. And I fell in love with Aquaman. He's yes. amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this, this is a man who's like... But he's like... He doesn't hide behind a superhero or something. He has one, but he doesn't mm. hide behind it. He's king of... Yeah, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows who Arthur Curry is. So. Um, and then he he's a superhero along he has a family yeah they're all superheroes yeah. he's, uh, he um, he doesn't talk to fish he commands them right? yeah it's all yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, and it's, it's just like, or like he can fashion weapons out of water that will actually destroy you like shields yeah. and blades and stuff like that he he's, can he's badass he lost he fed because piranhas were starving he fed his hand to them and then he got it replaced with a hook like uh, with like a spear and you're just like oh my god you're just like okay so like if anyone else in this world saw starving piranhas they'd go good let them starve you let them starve <laughs> let he them went, starve I cannot let them starve they're you know they're of the sea here's my hand and then he replaced it with like it, it can be changed into anything but it's like yeah it's absolutely crazy he got left with my favourite panel of his my favourite little sort of little section is where there was a meeting that was going on a secret government meeting that they shut him out of they wouldn't let him be part of it so he summoned a tight he summoned a whole bunch of whales a pod of whales to create a tsunami to knock down the door so he could walk in <laughs> you just <laughs> that is ridiculous he punched, I love it he punched death in the face into the in, knocked him into the river stick and stole his boat oh brilliant that's how badass Aquaman is, actually is. Again, if you play the games Injustice, yeah. uh, the Injustice games, have you, have you seen them? I've seen them, yeah, yeah. If you play them, Aquaman is super badass in oh, that. Oh, he really is. His finishing move, right, well, not finishing move, but one of his special moves, is he slams down his trident, a tidal wave comes, and <laughs> fills up the screen, and then the person you're fighting is just floating there. Yeah. And then he stabs you with his trident, holds you up and a shark comes by and just nabs you off of the end of the trident. <laughs> that's, that's his special move. Oh my god. That's and you're just like, yeah, okay. That, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I will not mess with this guy. Yeah, there's a, Aquaman is, he's, he's badass. And that's the thing, like, Aquaman's awesome. Um, Superman should be awesome. Batman mm. is Batman. On Batman, Ben Affleck is no longer directing it. We've got Matt Reeves directing it now. I know, I know. I have some theories and they're not good. Uh, Batman is uh, 
Ben Affleck, Batman, I'm just calling him Batman now. Uh, ben Affleck is also producing these films as well as any of these things. Okay. Not just directing. And they're not using his script anymore, I think. That, but I think he's seen Wonder Woman. I think he's seen Justice League. Do you think if he's got the producer level that he's at and he hasn't seen those films? Yeah. Because he needs to see those films to so, know what he's writing in the script because it's got to be connected. So he's so, seen them and he's gone... Ah, uh, yeah. He's gone, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, don't do that to me, man. I, do you know what? The one, I have a feeling. It's, it's just, I do not have a good is, feeling about Wonder because, Woman. Because that's the thing, I've looked at the, I can't, And this is what annoyed me. And this is, so like, Suicide Squad trailer. It was, I loved. The first one was all right. I actually, I thought it was going to be bad. Really? From, from, from the yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, I was like, this does not sit well with me. Oh, I see. I was the opposite. I went, this looks like it's going to be the thing that helps DC. Mm-hmm. And then obviously... It did not. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen the Wonder Woman trailer, and again I'm going, oh, okay, okay. And especially because in Superman versus Batman, the best aspects of that movie were Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah. They were the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. And the trailer looks good. But then, yeah, you're, that theory, that's, I think. He must have seen it. Surely by now he must have seen it. Because the thing is, he is, and Affleck's another one of these ones, like DiCaprio, like Shia LaBeouf, mm. or I want to hate him as an actor, and as yeah. A, yeah, but he's actually a really good director and a really good actor. Yeah, and he comes across as a nice guy, because for a while I just had that, the character of Dazed and Confused. Yeah. That was Ben Affleck to me for a long time. See, for me, he, he's always going to be uh, Dogma. That's my favourite oh, yeah. uh, role of his. Is... I always just, the first thing when I think of Ben Affleck is Dazed and Confused, yeah, he's, where he's, yeah. a, he's a total prick in that. Yeah, so that's the thing, so it's like, I've, and I thought him as Batman, he played both Bruce Wayne and Batman brilliantly. Because yeah. the thing is, he did. in theory, all Batman is, is a chin. Yeah. If you're going to cast Batman, you just have to cast a strong-looking chin. Yeah. And he does that. Yeah. He does have that. Yeah. But he actually played Batman with a layer of humour that had been missing from Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, so, well, it was more, it was more Alfred... Well, yeah, it's more the interactions of Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but that's what it was needed, because I think there's, like, he almost... I love Don't Get Me Wrong. I mean, Dark Knight yeah. and Batman Begins. Not so much Rises. Rises is another one where I watch it again, and I go... Mm. Yeah, Begins is my favourite album. Uh, and Christian Bale plays it so seriously throughout the entire time. He yeah. doesn't really tend to have fun with the Batman character, whereas... I love Michael Keaton. He was my first Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, and if you read the comics, Batman has a sense of humor, a dark sense of humor. Yeah. But he has a sense of humor. Oh, and, and, and Bruce Wayne is a troubled man, and that comes across with Michael Keaton's one. Yeah. Like, and get still, that. Ben Let's Affleck. Get that. Yeah. And Ben Affleck had that, he played both parts really yes. well, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's a shame. I, yeah, that's a good theory. It's a good thought. Well, I guess we'll find out soon yeah. enough won't we because yeah it was yeah it will be it's May I believe is Justice League isn't it yeah is it Justice League first or Wonder no, Woman no no it's Wonder Woman first okay. and then Justice League and then just because that annoys me the whole oh Justice yeah it's League. November Justice yeah League. Justice League annoyed me because it's the whole like in special supermarket by the way here's a handy file with all the Justice League and here's their logos that already that should have been an end credit scene and we've renamed them we've already named them yeah it's okay but that should have been that scene with Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman yeah that should have been in uh, an end credit scene because it was just gearing up to the fight Yeah. and then all of a sudden oh by the way here's Wonder Woman watching some videos has anyone seen Kent has anyone seen Clark Kent cut to a scene of 
Lois Lane. Yeah, the go Lo- Lois Lane giving like a bullet to it makes more sense in the extended edition. Yeah, all of that's fine because 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 uh, you see Kent in Gotham. Yeah, investigating the Batman. And then it cuts to Perry going, where's Kent? Yeah. So it makes more sense. Exactly. So in the, why leave that in? (laughs) It's such bad editing. That's what it is. It's dreadful. Okay, so. We have, wow. We've we've, we've covered everything. We've covered everything. (laughs) I told you. This 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 happens in this this podcast. It's the intention. So, but there is one other thing we're going to do. Okay, before before we wrap up. Um, Giving everybody, every guest who comes on here has Mm -hmm. an opportunity to preserve something. Yes. What we call the geek Okay. Yes, I so, know. I know what it. Uh, from what you've told me from the other the other guys. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've given you. We've, we've had a couple already. Um, one's a cheat. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, one of them is a cheat. Yes, I I, I know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. We accept it. Um, but we're going to be storing stuff in the geek heart for all yeah. time. Something that from a franchise you love or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, what what would you preserve? That would. That's integral to that franchise and makes you think of it and why. The NCC 1701D. Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is my ship. I love that ship. Oh, it's beautiful. It is, and again, it, to me, I think of Picard, I think of Riker, I think of uh, Troy, I think of any of those characters. I think of those bright fluorescent nacelles. Oh. And the, I just think it's a beautiful looking ship. Do you know, it is. It is stunning, and especially after sort of like the original series uh, is such an iconic vehicle. But they took it and they just raised it up a level, didn't yeah. they? And it was just, but even like, yeah, even the interiors, everything like that. People don't like the fact that, well, I think the people don't mind it now, but at the time people did get a bit annoyed with this massive ship that has families and all of that on there. But yeah. to me, that made sense. These people are living in space. Exactly. That yeah. is their job. And to it was live in space. It, it created very different storylines to um, what you can have. Mm-hmm. This is this is now. It gave us Wesley Crusher, but we'll have oh, to. Oh you know, God! I don't I, mind do you know Wesley what epi- that much. Do you, you know, know what episode I watched? I ended up watching the other day. It was the uh, the Naked Time, so the mm. third episode of all Star Trek, and it was the you know obviously the one that's the, the, the follow one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the follow one. Basically, they remade the Naked Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or is it Naked? It has that hilarious bit where. Patrick Stewart does that weird laugh in uh, in her face. It's, it's, it's like, like that as well, where he goes, <laughs> where he sort of waves really, really weird. It's a weird moment. But the thing is, is that episode for me, it was like, that was the one where it was like, oh, look who's going to save the day. It's Wesley, Wesley Crusher. Crusher. Um, now, this is totally pointless to a podcast because it's uh, audio, but I'm just going to show you this very, very quickly. Yeah, that's me sitting in the captain's chair of the Enterprise oh, D. You. You son of a... Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so I've sat in the captain's chair of the Enterprise D. I am going to accept the Enterprise D. Uh, yeah. Because that is... You're right, it's iconic, man. And yeah. I think when they just, when it when it got destroyed in the Generations... Oh, no, that was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That was absolutely Don't get me wrong, the Enterprise E is a good-looking good ship, mm. but it's not the Enterprise D. No. It, well, it's... The other thing, I think it just reminds me of the 80s, because it's such mm. 80s colours. Really that bright is. blue and the bright pink and all of that sort of stuff. It was all... Do you know what I own? What do you own? The Enterprise D technical manual. Ah, uh, see, I've got the... I think it's similar to this one, but... 
Yeah, yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. T-shirt with the Falcon. Yep, got it. Yeah, Haynes manual. Brilliant. And I've got that for the Enterprise as well. Nice. But it's the uh, just the one seven zero one. Ah, you see, I've got the, the, the so it's the Enterprise D technical manual. You open it up and it tells you it breaks everything down into how the consoles work, how dilithium crystals work, how anti gravity works. Oh wow! How the warp, it's got like the warp drive output and stuff like that, it's graphs and stuff like that. But my favourite thing is at the bottom of every single one of them. Uh, at the bottom of most pages it has uh, like a little bit that's italicised mm. and it's like all italics and it's like backstories yeah and so like every every uh, screen yeah was made was, is a Mac oh, okay. so it's all, it's all Apple yeah. <laughs> basically so the future is run by Apple doesn't um, surprise me I mean you can download a tricorder app yeah, exactly. On phone, so yeah, yeah. it doesn't surprise I'm, reco- me at I'm all. recording this on an iPad right now. I yeah. mean, that, that just says it all. Is that pad with PADD? Yeah, there you go. But the thing is, the main thing is, is there's one story. There's one story. Um, yeah. of the, so there's an episode uh, where they open up and it's Data playing poker on the holodeck with okay. uh, Isaac Newton, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Yeah. So obviously that meant Stephen Hawking visited the set. And so they talked about it. He visited the set, they gave him a tour of the set yeah and they went to the engine room and Stephen Hawking looked at the uh, the warp core smiled and said I'm working on that <laughs> which sounds really cool but then you actually have to realise that actually before every I then found out later that before every interview before everything he has to be sent questions so that he can type out the answers so that it you know so he gets yeah, them so that means he plans that entire interaction before Brilliant. it happens it was beautiful man yes. <laughs> Well, um, you're going to show me something. Yeah, I was going to show you where I'm going to find it because I went to the, like, the London Film Comic Con a while ago. So there's oh, Danny Trejo. Brilliant. But brilliant. The only time I was properly starstruck, where is it? Was. This is really working on an audio podcast. Yeah, of course. Really, yeah, totally. Really well. You can see it in my face, though. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, I love. And this is one. Do you ever watch Chuck? Uh, no, I don't watch Chuck. Right, I don't watch so Chuck. I watch Chuck, I love Chuck, and he plays Chuck's dad. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and there's just, the first time he appears in the episode, I'm going, oh my God, Scott Patrick is Chuck's dad. That's amazing. And they finish the episode with him going, oh boy. Oh, brilliant. See, and that's, that's, you gotta, yeah, that's <laughs> how you do have to end it on that. But for, yeah, exactly, because... I, I, I wasn't looking at that as a Star Trek fan. I wasn't going like, "Oh, it's Captain Archer." It's no, Doctor Beckett. Yeah, yeah, it's Doctor <laughs> Sam Beckett. And again, another moment in my time, in my life, when I cried at the yeah. last episode of Quantum Leap, where he never made it home. Yeah. And I think doing <laughs> God's work. Yeah. On that note, we'll finish it there. Let's finish it there. <laughs> <laughs>